Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Bros Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. With me today and for the foreseeable future is our newest analyst, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia. Find him on Twitter at JoePizzapia17. Joe, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. The, uh, the the wonderful tech crew has set me up here. I look so crisp today, unlike yesterday. It was a disaster. So we fixed all those issues. It takes a lot of work to make this face look good. So we put in that work this morning for all of your viewing pleasure watching on the YouTube channel. But I am good. I am ready. It's like mock draft season. I have three mock drafts here. and two, Actually, three drafts in two days. One real, two mock. So I am ready. It's, I feel like we're in the training session. It's like Rocky Four, you know, where he's training and training. So I think that's what we're getting excited about here. Yeah, we'll go run up a mountain after yeah, this. Yeah, well, it's tech- freezing outside. I've got I've got <laughs> nothing but snow. I'm going to cut down a tree and I'm going to carry that log up a hill in my neighborhood later this afternoon. Well, the tech guys tried to, you know, do what they did with you and make me look good. But they, they mailed it in after like 30 Clearly. seconds. They were like, we, yeah. we can't fix. Yeah. We're not, you know, plastic surgeons. All right. So here's the deal, guys. If you haven't heard yet, Joe is going... Joe is full-time now with Fantasy Pros. Yay! He is going to be taking over as the host of this podcast. It's going to be amazing. Look, last year was a weird year for the companies and a weird year for baseball. So we didn't really, you know, follow through enough on the baseball podcast. That's not what we're going to be doing this year. Joe and I love baseball. Love it. We're going to be doing the show during the season. Every day we're going to be there for you. It's going to be amazing. Make sure you're subscribed and tune in. But today, as Joe mentioned, it is a mock draft day we're going to be doing a mock draft with our draft simulator over at fantasypros.com slash draft wizard and to join us not just me and joe but we have another guest it is andrew gould writer for us here over at fantasy pros uh one of the most accurate baseball rankers in the entire industry by the way find him at twitter at andrew gould or andrew thanks for coming on how you doing i'm great thanks for having me uh pitchers and catchers reporting i'm ready to draft <laughs> i didn't even mention it right because the entire like country is under a winter storm yeah. today is pitchers and catchers <laughs> reporting day best day this i'm i'm really excited like i am more excited right now for baseball season than i even feel like i usually am coming into a year i think because of last year right because of like the fall yeah. starts and then it was so weird right, right now i don't know guys i'm so ready for this i'm i'm ready i'm ready to go maybe the mets because the mets are going to be uh, wait are you a mets fan andrew I am, unfortunately. Oh, I good. That's the right answer. I am, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, the correct answer yeah. for any true Met fan. Yes, I am, unfortunately. Oh, well done, Andrew. Well done. All, yeah. all three of us. Yeah, and losers. I, Huge losers. losers. What a loser. Okay, <laughs> let's get ready to mock, guys. So here's the deal. If you listened to our mock draft earlier this uh, couple of weeks ago with me and Joe and uh, and Steve Gardner, I made a little boo-boo, and that boo-boo was that I made it a 30-second clock. Uh, that was a mistake Although, as Joe said, it was like drafting on cocaine or on speed. Assuming <laughs> not that I've I would never, know. Not that we would know I'm ever just having saying, done that. No. Just pop. I mean, I'm brand new here. Please don't get me fired on the second. Correct. I mean, come That's on. fine. God, I already signed your, the handbook and everything. That's true. I'm basically your boss, so you're fine. Um, okay, look, good. Don't, don't do that, by the way. Uh, stay clean out there. Okay, look. But we are at um, a minute this time. Okay, a minute for the clock. Now, we're going to go a little deeper here. The first one. We had kind of shallow categories. This is going to be kind of a very standard mixed league. One catcher, one first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, a corner, a middle, five outfielders, two SP, two RP, and five P, and five bench. So it's very standard draft. We're going to be doing it. I will try to talk everybody through it. Uh, now, Andrew, I, I want to let you know before we get started, uh, I'm going to be letting our audience know how I feel about every single one of your picks. 
and it's going to be doing Terrible. that by but no no i'm going to be doing that by referring to you differently depending on how i like your pick so i may call mm. you andrew after a pick i may call you andy i may call you drew each one is going to mean something different one of them is going to mean i really like your pick one of them is going to mean like i hate your pick one of them is going to mean like it's all right but I'm not going to tell you which one it is, okay? So I'm just going to have you wondering about that <clears> during the draft, just to kind of get in your head. Joe, I'm just going to call you Joe because yeah, that's fine. Uh, I have one I question before we start. If Andrew, yeah. if Andrew actually takes a player that you really like and you get mad uh, that you had in your queue at the top yeah. of the queue, does he get yeah. to right on the bottom of your shoe since you are Woody and he is Andy? Yes, I, that's that's a fair point. I, yes, if, if you're listening on the baseball podcast, uh, Tags nicknamed me Woody the first time we met from Toy Story, and it's because <laughs> I'm kind of skinny and my arms flail about when I talk, <laughs> which you should be watching, by the way. You can watch this mock draft on YouTube.com slash fantasy, uh, slash fantasy pros MLB. I, we have started a fantasy pros channel just for our baseball listeners, YouTube.com slash fantasy pros MLB. So let's talk, though, what we're going to be doing. It's the mock draft. OK, it's with our draft simulator. You know it. You love it. FantasyPros.com slash DraftWizard. You can do a mock draft in 10 minutes. You can do it against artificial, realistic, artificial drafters using expert rankings. And here's the deal. No two drafts are the same, by the way. You do 10 drafts, you're going to get picks that are going in different directions because it's, it's artificial intelligence using different rankings and everything like that. So you can try it a million times. And again, 10 minutes. Now, what we're doing right here is I want to draft with my good friend, Andrew. I'm contractually obligated to draft with Joe. So Correct. we are going to be using the multi user drafts joe by the way you're going to hear this referred to as muds that's multi-user draft i didn't know that until i was with the company for like mm. a year no big deal the <clears> muds <throat> if you want to do one with your buddies go to fantasypros.com slash draft wizard go to the mock draft lobby and then go to private mock drafts and then you can share the link with your friends all right guys i have given all the settings i've done it i'm going to start the draft it's going to randomize the draft order i would like to start it the draft is called crushing it by the way which is yes. just something that i tell people when I want them to feel good about what they're doing. So I, I say that all the time. Now I press start. I'm waiting for it. It's waiting to go. To crush it. Well, you can't crush yeah. it all at once. You want to ease into crushing it. Uh, so. I would like to start the draft of crushing it. There we go. Okay, sorry. My bad. I think I accidentally did not crush it on That's that fine. one. Okay. So we're going, so we're going, a mock draft starts in 23. So it looks like Andrew, oh, number you drew one. the first pick Oh, over. look at this oh, guy. Oh. Uh, Joe and I get to go back to back here at 10 and 11. So, all right, who's number one for you? I mean, is it going to be Acuna? This isn't the year really to pick one because you can make the case for maybe like at least six guys. Um, so I'm... Leading towards Acuna, just because if anyone in baseball is going to go 40-40, it's him. He's oh, maybe a bit more average downside than a Trout or Betts, but yeah, I'm going to go Acuna. Here. Okay. Let me tell you something. If you took longer than like 15 seconds to make that pick, because you got to know at this point who your number one is. I agree with you. It's Acuna Joe. Is Acuna number one for you, by the way? Uh, look, I, everything Andrew said is correct. Um, he did not go number one last night, actually. I think Mookie Betts went one overall in Ooh. labor, which I know we're going to talk about later in the week. But uh, yeah, look, it's it's certainly understandable. And in a five active outfielder league, I'm fine with that. I'm a Juan Soto guy. Everybody knows I'm president of that fan club. But to get all those stolen bases, it certainly makes sense here. I am on the clock, so I'm going to stop talking right now and kind of look around yes. and see what's available. Um, look, you know, I'm probably going to be the guy who goes offense here. We saw the pitchers go off the board already in terms of what is available there. But I think that, um, you know, it's a risky pick here, 
But because it's a big outfielder league, I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to take the guy with power and speed. I'm going to see if I can get a bounce back from Christian Yelich. And Steve Gardner picked him yesterday. And if Steve Gardner picked him, that's always a good sign. So I'm going to go with that. Now you're on the clock, my friend. Back okay. to back. I will, I will say that Yelich is nine on my board. So I like that pick. I, you know, Shane Bieber went the first round rent, went Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Tatis, Trout, Soto. I think those are usually the top five unless somebody wants to jump in with a pitcher. Then DeGrom, then Bieber. Trey Turner, Garrett Cole, and Christian Yelich. If you take Bieber out of that, that's basically my top nine as well. So for me, look, at this point, I don't have a super huge uh, feeling on who I prefer in terms of whether it's Trevor Story or Jose Ramirez. If you guys are watching, you can see that I just, on YouTube, you can see that I just changed it to my own rankings. I made a cheat sheet with our cheat sheet creator. I do have Trevor Story as my pick. I'm going to go with him at this you know, I assume he's going to stay in Colorado. I don't know whether or not they're going to eventually deal him or anything like that. But even without Arenado, you know what you're going to get with Trevor Story. Shortstop is deep, but the power and speed combination. Next up at 12 went Jose Ramirez and Freddie Freeman. So now I'm sitting here. I don't love getting out of my first two rounds without a starter, but Trevor Bauer is fourth on my board, and I just don't feel super excited right now about <laughs> Trevor Bauer, maybe because he spurned our Mets. But I look, there's risk. Once you get past the top three, in my opinion, there is risk. So I'm going to go with a guy who I think you could say there's risk after offseason shoulder surgery and the I'm coming off an MVP season and I'm going to change my swing and then have a disaster. But I am going to take Cody Bellinger here. I've got two guys who should provide a ton of power, a ton of speed, and Bellinger is multi-position eligible. So uh, I'm that's where I'm starting. Trevor Story, Cody Bellinger, Joe, you're up. Well, there was quite a run last night into the uh, second round of starting pitching, and I think there's a huge cliff this year. I really do. Um, we actually took DeGrom first overall in that one at seven. But uh, I think that if you don't grab one of these elite starters, it gets real tricky depending on what that run is in the second round. So I'm going to take you, Darvish, here. Uh, you is my guy. Um, he's been absolutely brilliant since the end of 2019. I feel really good about him. I like the spot here with San Diego. I think they got great defense. I think they're able to really, you know, obviously support him offensively too. So it's a really good situation for him. And he's just been one of the better pitchers in baseball over the last two years. So for me, it's you Darvish. It's a nice, easy, comfortable pick. And I'm enjoying the start of this team. Yelich and Darvish sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, you throw out that beginning of 2019, that first half, and he's just been basically... Just the, dominant, you know, yeah. Just dominant for a year and a half. So there was a run on pitchers after that. It went Bauer, Bueller, the next two picks. Also, Nola and Lucas Giolito have gone. Drew, you're up at uh, the uh, 12th pick of the second round. Yeah, I was I was hoping to get Giolito or Bueller here. Didn't happen, so I'm going to go in all reliable Max Scherzer. I think people are running him off a bit too soon, and... I still think he can be a lead ace for at least one more year. So, especially since all the pitchers were gone, <laughs> I got in. A, I got in a little uh, fight with uh, Nick Pollock uh, a couple of weeks ago because I, he thought I was talking bad about Max Scherzer. I'm not. I love Max Scherzer, but I, you know, you have to be concerned at this point. I don't think it's a bad pick there, given who is gone. But I, I'm a little concerned. Of course, it was a short season, so we write it off. But he, you know, you've seen kind of the cracks at this point in the armor. I, I think he's a fine pick there. I don't mean to, uh, to, you know, bad math it. So you're up again here for another pick. Who are you looking? Are you going another starter here? No, I'm looking. The, my top two players on the board are both shortstops, Janitor Bogarts and Bo Bichette. Um, I personally prefer Bogarts. He's a little safer to me, higher floor, and especially batting average. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to take him. I think he's going to get a good five-category producer. 
I, what I like about Bogarts is that the steals came back last year, even in the shortened season. That was my worry with him coming into the year when I thought it was going to be a full season, was that the steals have been just declining down. And if you take those out, he's a fine bat, but, you know, lacks that. But he, he bumped them back up last year. All right, Joe, uh, we went Nolan Arenado, Whit Merrifield, Bo Bichette, Adalberto, Mondesi, Luis Castillo, Marcelo Zuna, DJ LeMahieu, and Anthony Rendon. You are up. Yeah, look, I mean, there's definitely some guys in there. LeMahieu is one that I was hoping would make it to me. Went uh, two picks before. Second base is dreadful, as we've talked about before. There's a few other guys that are okay in that sphere. Um, For me, I'm looking at some of the White Sox guys right now. I'm looking at Jose Abreu coming off that fantastic season. Uh, I'm looking at Aloya Menez. And once again, what I'm going to do is I'm basically going to lean a little bit towards you know, this, the, the concept of the league and understanding where the value is. So I'm going to take the young guy. I'm going to go with Aloy Jimenez because I just don't even think we've seen how good he can be yet. So yeah, I'm going back to back outfielders here, but I got Jimenez in the second round of labor. So this is the now third round here. I think it's a great value. Yeah. So this is where, look, when you get out of the first two rounds without a starter and you're drafting late, you kind of put yourself behind the eight ball, right? Cause you, you kind of have to figure out a way you can't go too long in today's game without getting uh, a starter, kind of your ace to back you up. There are a lot of good guys that I have out there. I like Ozzy Albies, of course, because second base uh, is so thin. I like Alex Bregman, who I think people are unfairly writing off after last year, but I am going to go with the starter. And my guy that I like this year is Jack Flaherty. I mean, you take out that one horrific outing, right, at the end of last year, and he's coming off an absolutely dominant season. So the guy at 12, no pitching, all right? The guy at 12 has gone Jose Ramirez, Freddie Freeman, Jose Abreu, and Alex Bregman. So now I sit here and I say, okay, do I want to go with the back-to-back Stata or do I want to go sort of somebody like Ozzy Albies or something like that on the rest of my rankings? You can see my board if you're looking at it right now on the left is my board right now that I've brought in as of right now. So I have Ozzy Albies, Brandon Woodruff, who I absolutely love. I loved coming in last year. Clayton Kershaw, again, you know, kind of turned back the clock, but you've got the innings concerns, especially like this. I'm going to go with another starter here because I really don't want to leave myself with Jack Flaherty and kind of middling options. Uh, And whether uh, Woodruff and Kershaw, this is where I have the, you know, the rubber meets the road in terms of what I want to do. And I'm going to go with Kershaw. Okay, I have Woodruff one spot higher on my board. But Kershaw, again, maybe the innings won't be there, but the innings might not be there for anybody this year. And Woodruff, again, the the Brewers are going to cap their starters at 100 more innings than they pitched last year. So I am so happy you did that. I'm so happy you went with Kershaw because that allows me to take Albies here. Uh, Once again, I hate second base. This was my default. Albies went very early in labor. Now, again, that's a 15-team league as opposed to a 12. So there's certainly a little bit of a, you know, different vibe there, what's going on. But Albies gives you batting average. He gives you power. He gives you some stolen bases. Pairing him along with Yelich and Aloya Menez, I think that's a really good offense with you, Darvish, a true ace. Hopefully I'll address pitching here as it comes back to me and hopefully one or two of those guys that are out there. But as you can see, pitching does fall off a cliff. And I think that uh, if you don't address it early with some sort of plan to grab at least one in five by five, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, I really like to grab two in the first four rounds. That's not a hard and fast rule and you shouldn't have any. But especially when you're like me and, you know, you've got Darvish, Joe, and you've got Scherzer. Like, for me, I kind of felt like I needed the second one. But well, I that's love exactly these- the right pivot. If you're not yeah. going to have an elite, you better have two guys that are one A's. And I think that's what you did. And and usually I'm also fine with that strategy as well. It just depends on where you're picking. And so much of that really depends on the, you know, where you end up in the draft order. Yep. All right. Back to you now, Andrew. You've got Bogarts, Acuna, and Max Scherzer. Who are you looking here at the turn? Well, speaking of pitching falling off a cliff, Woodruff went, Zav Gallon went, Kenta Maeda went. So. Yep. 
I'm thinking now if I don't take a starter here, I might be trouble on the way back. Um, <laughs> you got to um, take one, I would say, of yeah, these two picks. I'm would. looking at uh, Blake Snell and Lance Lynn, both entirely different pitchers. I'm going to take the upside with Snell just because it's a mod draft. If it doesn't work out, oh, well, I can pretend <laughs> it never happened. You can't think of it like <laughs> that. You can't do that. Uh, That's Andy, no good. But Andy, no, he's a, Cy Young, he's a Cy Young winner before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe he gets let loose a little more in San Diego. I wonder, by the way, I I have conflicted feelings on the move to San Diego in that, oh, it's great. They're going to take the reins off. But also the Rays are like the smartest organization in the world. And maybe they know what they're doing by limiting him other than in the World Series, of course. Okay, you got another pick here. Who do you got here at the first pick of the fifth? I I already have a shortstop in Bogarts, but I'm kind of surprised Tim Anderson's still on the board here. I mean, eventually you kind of have to give him credit for the batting average. You can't just keep crying fluke the whole time. So... I think that's another five-category contributor here. So, yeah, I'm just going to take the best player available and then play for need later. Joe, do you are you like me in that I like like Tim Anderson is a guy who you're right, Andrew. Like you have to buy into it at this point because he just does it every single year. I just can't. Like I I refuse to sort of get there and be like <laughs> I'm taking this guy. Just a complete ridiculous bias from somebody who's driven by numbers. I'm like no, I can't do it with Tim Anderson. I don't know about you, Joe. Uh, no, I can't. I can't go with Tim Anderson. Um, there's some shortstops actually where I think you have a little bit of leeway there. There's actually some depth there. Even bounce back guys like Marcus Simeon, where I think yep. are going to be available later. That you know, playing and hitting at the top of that Blue Jays order could be very, very good. Uh, for me right now, looking at the board, you know, once again, a lot of the guys in my queue just got obliterated. So yep. now I'm going to. Uh, Decide if I really want to take uh, a risk here or not. But you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to go with old, reliable, and I do mean old, but very reliable. And I'm going to take another offensive juggernaut that always gets undervalued. And I took him last Come night, on. and I'm going to do it Come again. On. So Come Nelson on, Cruz, Joe. fifth round. Uh, Boom! Pow! The there pick. you go. Let's That's go. That's the pick. I mean, in when we talk about this, uh, eventually, we are going to basically, Nelson Cruz is going to go down as the most underrated fantasy player of all time, right? He's got the every, body of a 27-year-old, for God's sakes. I don't care what he's year. on. I don't, just as long as he stays on it, I'm fine. I don't, yeah. just, just don't get caught, whatever. All right. So <laughs> my board looks terrible. Um, right now, like my rankings of who I have left, I'm like, don't want you, don't want you, don't want you, don't want you. This is the ugly part of your draft. Um, so... The top guy on my board, and again, you can see the little percentages. Those are the number of experts who would recommend taking a player at that, you know, at this spot. Doesn't matter to me. I go by, you know, I go by the beat of my own. Be your own expert. I'm going to go at a guy whose, you know, quality of contact does not justify what his numbers ever are. And they're deadening the ball and it's terrifying. But I'm going with Kevin Biggio, who's going to have, obviously, we talked about second base. It's is something it's it's a sad 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 <laughs> and i i mean he's gonna have eligibility you know all over the place you know at this point so it's a guy who can fill a lot of holes and at this point look the top guys on my board are the closers but man i don't really want to take a closer at this point none of the offensive options are looking you know that great at this point so i might go a little more pitcher heavy look i'm weak Probably at, you know, starter, I think that that's fair to say. I mean, Kershaw and Flaherty aren't weak, but, you know, I don't have that real ace. So I'm going to go with another guy, a guy who I think is being underrated, again, by a couple of bad starts. He looked sort of great coming out, and it's Sonny Gray, one of my personal favorites. I think you're going to have the strikeouts with Gray, whether he stays in Cincinnati or not. You know, I'm, I'm buying into that last year a lot of what we saw, especially since he got off to a good start can be written off. So I'm going with Biggio and Gray. I've now got Flaherty, Kershaw, and Gray at my rotation, and Trevor Story, Cody Bellinger, and Kevin Biggio 
as my offense. Joe, you're up. You're at Yelich, Darvish, Eloy Jimenez, Ozzy Albies, and Nelson Cruz. Yeah, well, I really like the offense. I got to address some more pitching here. And uh, I had some outs here. There were three guys on my board here. Uh, one was Carlos Carrasco that I was looking at who went. Yeah. Then Steven Strasburg, if I want to take that risk. And the other guy's Corbin Burns. I'm going to go with Burns. I just love the strikeout rate last year. And I understand it was a small sample, but last year was an entire small sample season. So it, it, you can't really worry too much. Did the guy look great? He did. You don't have to worry about him being overused last year. I think the Brewers are going to be better than people realize yet again, because that's what the Brewers do. Uh, so uh, give me him. And actually, it's really interesting that Ryan Mountcastle just went in the sixth oh round. Oh my God. Too. I was about to bring that up at yeah, the, at I the just 11th wanna, pick of my, the sixth whoa, round. Whoa, whoa. And I like Ryan Mountcastle, but I think that's a little early. The drafts are like snowflakes, man. You're never going to get, they're all it's different. True. Everyone's going to be different. I will say one thing on Burns and, and then I'll get to your pick, Andrew, as you go up for two, is that I love Burns. I loved him two years ago when he gave up homers at an astonishing rate, but he changed his pitch mix last year. He got away from that four-seam fastball. He threw, you know, more sinkers. He he leaned into the natural cut of his ball. I, I love Burns. I There is some risk. But I still think the pick there is absolutely worth yeah, well, it. Yeah, right. and the same thing with Strasburg. There's there's equal, if not more, risk with right. Strasburg. So I'm going to take the younger guy right now. I think that's fair. All right, you're up. Drew, are you going uh, Strasburg then? Are you going double nationals here for the No, pitchers? I'm going okay. J.D. Martinez because Joe messed me up and took yeah. Nelson Cruz. So. <laughs> well, he wasn't getting back to you, Andy, all right? I was taking him for sure, just so you know. So, all yeah, right. I'll take the once another slugger instead who has hit 300 with 35 home runs or more like for three years before the short in 2020. And... Now, it is worth it. Before you get to your next pick, I will say that other than Cruz, you know, because somebody took, you know, Jordan Alvarez and you took J.D. Martinez, in our draft list, they are outfield eligible. And sometimes people ask about the eligibility. We take eligibility from a bunch of different sources. I think there's one. It rhymes with Mahu. That is a little a little lax on the position eligibility. So don't blame us. A little. You can um, <laughs> play J.D. Martinez in outfield for our purposes, but you are stuck yeah. with D.H. with Cruz. Anyway, go ahead. Speaking of which, I'm going to exploit that eligibility again and take a shortstop who they're giving to me for second base eligibility, and that's Glaber Torres. Typically, I've never drafted it's him, but pick. now he's going cheaper, so... At this price, I can get behind him for. I, I, I was looking at him. Power. I was looking at him where I was picking for sure. I, again, you you can write off last year. What are you, three home runs or whatever he had? I mean, we've seen what he can do. I I love it. So it's a great pick. All right, Joe Pizapia, you have you're coming up. Your two starters here are Darvish and Burns, and you've got Cruz, Albies, Christian Yelich, and Eloy Jimenez. That's a great base. What are you doing here? Well, right now, in terms of the starting pitchers, there's none that are really speaking to me. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm looking at what else is available here in terms of uh, my queue. And um, it's now down to, okay, now we got to start taking some shots. And it's about where you want to take that shot. And basically, I'm filibustering because I'm trying to figure out exactly which <laughs> shot I want to take. Um, I think that Nolan Arenado is going to have a really good impact on Paul Goldschmidt. And I just think that's going to take a lot of pressure off him and finally giving him somebody else. And first base also not great this year. Yeah. So um, I'm going to take some more power here because you could just never have enough power. Uh, that's the, that's just, right now you can never have enough arms and never have enough power. Yeah. You know, you can never have enough power, but you know what you can have too little power, which is what I have at the current moment, given that I've drafted three starters and my offensive players are Trevor Story, Cody Bellinger and Kevin BGO. Not not a dearth of power, but it, I need some more. And so I'm going to take a guy who, again, you know, I, I get that his average fell off a cliff last year, but he has the power bat, especially if he's playing in Cincinnati. I'm going to take Eugenio Suarez, who I think is just kind of a guy who's there 
and is safe. And, you know, he could easily approach 40 homers if everything goes right. Now, the guy at 12 did take Michael Conforto, who I was also looking at. Yeah, I was uh, on my queue as well. Yeah, he was definitely there as a guy who, you know, I like. But again, I, I do think at this point I need to think a little more about just the pure power. So I'm going to go with another guy who, you know, well, actually, I guess I got to. This is fascinating now. Now I'm stuck. <laughs> now, now I'm, I'm like, I'm going to go with this guy. I'm, I'm torn here between two guys, Teoscar Hernandez, who I like, or Nick Castellanos, who I love and who I, I think kind of, you know, everybody was excited about Castellanos last year. But other than the fact that his batting average was bad, he was totally fine. And his expected batting average was was fine as well. So, you know what? I'm going to go back to back Reds here. I'm going with Castellanos. I don't have, you know, too much in the outfield right now, assuming that I play Biggio at second, which I'm sure I will. So I'm going to draft. Nick Castellanos, I, I tried to draft. Sorry, I must have. There we go. All right, there we go. Castellanos <laughs> there is there. There it goes. So back there. to back. There, Whatever, man. Okay. You tried talking the whole time. Okay, so now we're going, <laughs> now we're going to Joe Pizapia. Back to you. Joe, I will Ugh. give it you at Paul Goldschmidt, Ozzy Albies, Christian Yelich, Eloy Jimenez, Nelson Cruz for your offense. That's a great offense. And you, Darvish, and Corbin Burns as your starters. A lot of strikeouts right there. Where are you going now? Uh, well, I'm going to go with Zach Greinke, um, you know, boring old quality start Zach Greinke and, you know, the, the ERA was a little high last year, but you look at the walks and how he limits that. And I think that that ERA is going to go back down to the threes where it usually lives. And a guy that I feel very good about going out there and making 30 starts. And that is the key this year too. When people are looking at pitching and trying to address pitching, you know, last year there weren't a lot of guys who were able to build up stamina. So I think the guys that have been there, done that before, you should really pay close attention to them and value them just a little bit more than you might normally. So Zach Greinke might be a guy that kind of gets suppressed in drafts. He did last night too. And I think that looking at this draft right now, it's a really good value to get him in the eighth round because we yeah. all know as a third starter, that's a pretty good guy you can really rely on. And you don't have too many questions about. Yeah, I think that's why I might have gone with Lancelin over Blake Snell when you were debating that one. Me too. Uh, I'm still right? a Lynn over Snell guy. No, two ju- reasons. And ju- number one, really body just, type. Number because yeah. I just I love that he's like just a, like a big guy. Like I like yeah. he looks like he's in a softball league, and I just something really appealing to me about that. Yeah, but and he the led other, the he led the league in innings last year with. He's just a so. horse, man. The guy's yeah. just a workhorse, and I love that about him. All right, we're talking all through while Andrew's debating. Well, I was Go giving ahead. Andrew time to think. So. Go, Go ahead, ahead, Andrew. Yeah. What do you got? All right. Yeah, Andrew. so there's a clear thing with my team so far. I'm just taking the 2020 mulligans on my offense. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> yep. Anthony Rizzo had a low average last year in a small sample, and I'm just not buying it. There was nothing to suggest that that was you know, a legitimate decline. So I think that's going to bounce right back with pretty good power right in the middle of the batting order. It's a good first base pick here. And... Yeah, since I did take Snell and I passed on Lynn, I want that workhorse now. And yep. my starting pitcher at Q kind of got uh, obliterated. So yes, um, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I'm looking at a <laughs> looking at a former Met as my top pitcher oh, left, no, and that's Zach Wheeler. Do it wrong. Yeah, go so, wrong with former Mets. Yeah, um, <laughs> former. It was yeah, a weird former, year last year current. for him. The strikeouts yeah. went down, and I have no clue why. There was nothing really that changed that supported that drop in strikeouts. So I think that's going to bounce right back with a lot of innings. So good number three starter for me. Would you like to announce the person's name in case anybody's actually listening to this? I don't know if I heard it. Oh, if I didn't, I thought I said Zach Wheeler. Oh, you may have. I may have just missed it. I didn't hear. I was watching the Sorry. draft board on YouTube.com slash MLB. Go there right now to look at the draft board. But yeah, that is, uh, I, I like the pick as well. I think that that's fine. Finding out what to make of last year is crazy. For Granky, by the way, Joe, we didn't talk about it because we talked a lot. I think I don't love 
ranky, just generally speaking, because of the declining strikeout rates, just generally speaking. But I think for your team, especially because your two pitchers coming in are Darvish and Burns, two guys who are going to give you a ton of strikeouts, certainly makes sense as somebody to round out your rotation. But you are up again, Joe. Who are you looking at here in round nine? Well, in round nine, I'm going to start addressing the uh, closer situation here, because in this particular format, uh, as we were talking earlier in terms of you know, what you have to have and don't have to have, you do have the two RP spots, which are mandatory. And that's something people don't, you know, if you're playing in just open pitcher slots, that's different. But when you have mandatory, even in a 12-team league, you have to do the math. That means 24 closers are already going to be active, not to mention the other guys that people are going to want to speculate and try to, you know, go above and 5 by 5 with saves. So addressing closer at some point, I think Karen Jack is a really good um, option there that I was able to pull off. Yeah, I, I'd like him. And I see strike. what you did right after me. <laughs> I, was, I was eyeing the exact same thing. I, I agree. I think at this point you have to have at least one guy that you know has the job, that you know is not mm-hmm. in danger necessarily of losing the job there. So I'm up again, Max Muncy and uh, Alec Beaumont. I was looking at Muncy for sure. Uh, that was somebody I was going to look at my team right now, if I can get there. And this is where we're going to do the fun managing the, all right, Cody Bellinger, Kevin Biggio, Trevor Story, Eugenio Suarez, Nick Castellanos, Clint Kershaw, Jack Flaherty, Rysel Iglesias, and Sonny Gray. So I am up right now. I really could go for uh, an outfielder here. There's some pitchers I like as I'm looking at my board. I am going to go with one of the two i'm gonna go with how many reds can i draft at this point i'm gonna go <laughs> with uh with mike moustakis i was looking at matt chapman i have a eugenio suarez obviously at third and chapman is coming off the hip surgery from his torn labrum and his hip makes me a little worried about that moustakis is just a guy who's completely undervalued every single year he's eligible in in our database at three different positions first second and third so it gives me a little bit of flexibility there so i'll go with moustakis joe you're back on the board who are you going with well, look, this guy got off to a bad start to the season, which was a stop and start, and I don't think it was good for him physically. Uh, however, when I got into the playoffs, this guy was about as good as it gets, and I love the fact that he's over in Atlanta now. So I'm going to go with another old man in that rotation, the proven guys, Charlie Morton, who still had a 4-1 to K walk ratio. So uh, give me the 4-1 to K walk, guys. Give me a go pitching in Atlanta in the National League. I think I'll take that, and I like this rotation because now I've got uh, some pretty good depth here between you, Darvish, um, Burns, Morton, and Granke. I've got guys that I really feel good about for the most part with upside with Burns, of course. I love Morton, and I'm writing an article right now, Draft Arbitrage, that'll probably be published tomorrow, which is basically talking about guys you can get way later in ADP who have almost identical projections to players who are going well above them, and that's Steven Strasburg and Charlie Morton. And again, mm. people want to write off, people look for a reason to write off Charlie, Charlie Morton because he's old, right? This right. is what they sure. want to do. No, he dealt with the shoulder injury. His velocity was way down earlier. It came all the way back up at the end of the season and into the playoffs where he had a 270 RA. Like, I, in, in Atlanta, give me that all day long, and I would have taken exactly. him there had I not felt like I needed to devote a little more to my offense. All right, Drew, you are up. What are you looking at here at the 12th yeah, pick of the team? I am looking at a closer because if I don't take one here, I'm probably never going to get a good one I can rely on, and I want at least one. So there is Kenley Jansen and Brand Hand were there. They're both old, and there's enough warning flags there that I went with Ryan Presley. The only issue there is if will the Astros happen to get someone else, but I think Presley's the guy there, and I... I think it's a pretty reliable one. And with my, second... I don't think I don't think we know. I don't think we know what Han's going to be necessarily. I mean, I yeah. assume he'll get the mo- most of the saves, but he's the only reliable lefty in that yeah. pen, right? So he's not going to be in the ninth yeah. inning. And his velocity decline scares me yep. a bit. So, with I my think next... this is a good pick there. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm 
couple of outfielders I'm looking at top of my board. Uh, I could go power, but I'm going to instead go to another power-speed combo with Tommy Pham. I, there's definitely a weird offseason for him, to say the least, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's you, a 2020 candidate was... there. Yeah, he was he was stabbed apparently yeah. in an altercation, um, which I, is fine. I mean, but, but that's a I mean that's a normal I, off season for most people. I, who right? among us? Like, I mean, who among us has not has not had something like that? Yeah, and he had a weird year, of course, because he broke the hamate bone, so he didn't do much. Yeah. But, but prior to that, he was basically a twenty five twenty five guy, and he's only thirty three, so I don't think he's like ready to fall off a cliff. I like that pick there a lot, actually, in a loaded San Diego offense. All right, Joe, go ahead. Uh, well, it's time to start taking some shots, and this guy's got some pop and some speed, and I need some guys in the middle infield here, stat, so I'm going to roll the dice on Marcus Simeon there. Uh, I just really like him hitting in that Toronto lineup, and I think that, uh, again, kind of the needs of the team slash where we are in the draft once we get into the double-digit rounds here that I think it allows you to start taking some shots on guys. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I'm in a weird spot. Um, because I have so like my board is all pitchers. If you're looking again, I'm using a cheat sheet. We have a cheat sheet creator that you can go that you can pull in rankings from various experts in our database. You can pull in your own rankings. You can do whatever you want. You can bring them into our drafts. I'm going to take a, you know, I, I could feel like uh, maybe I've, I haven't taken a pitcher in several rounds at this point. We know that my staff wasn't that strong to start. So I'm going to take a guy who, you know, I, I think the Marlins have a lot of interesting young guys. I think you can get away with. Sixto Sanchez or Sandy Alcantara. I'm going to go with Pablo Lopez, who's one of the highest guys remaining on my board. I was thinking about him at, versus maybe Julio Rios, but again, we want to talk about innings concerns. We've certainly got them there. So I'm going to go with Lopez. After that goes... Uh, also, by the way, you can see on the bottom, that's a slight reach. There was an 89% chance that uh, he was going to be available for me on my next pick. I don't care, pick predictor. By the way, that you can look at that <laughs> pick predictor here. You can look at that there, and it'll tell you sort of the percent chance. Don't tell me how to live, about. pick predictor. Don't tell me. I'm going to do whatever dad, I want, man. I'm going to do whatever I want. Leave me alone. Anyway, sorry. That is great. Okay, so now I'm looking, and I'm at this unfortunate, horrible part where I'm like, man, I don't really love anybody, and I really kind of could be you know, looking for an outfielder at this point because my outfield is pretty barren uh, as we're going. So I'm going to probably reach a tiny bit for the outfield. And I'm going to go with Kyle Lewis, who's coming off a great rookie season. Not Probably not a guy who, if I had addressed my uh, my outfield earlier than this, I only have one outfielder, I probably would not have been reaching on. Yes, I would have waited another round, but I'm going to reach. I didn't get the reach pick yelling at me you know it's uh, funny it, five active you know this is something that people always forget dan is it and, and this is like fantasy black book stuff 101 which right. is understanding you know not only the format but also what the active slots are we talked about the rp slots right well when you have five active outfielders in a 12 team league plus a utility spot outfield is actually the scarce position because right. by the end of it you start working in guys who are you know, guys who are in platoons, guys who don't play every day, guys who are risks and whatnot. So you uh, pitching and, and and ironically outfield is, you know, usually typically where I like to live. And even last night in labor, DeGrom, Aloya Menez, Kyle Tucker, those are the first three picks that we made. So, yeah. I mean, and, and you know what? We were better off for it because later on there were some guys and we got some value in the outfield later. But if you don't have a plan for it, it can get away from you. Yeah, no, I, I have uh, obviously some guys who I can move around. I could move Biggio, but, you know, certainly don't want to move Biggio off second base if I can help it. I can right. move Bellinger, of course. So I have some options at this point, which is great to have, by the way, when, you know, especially when you are in the middle of a draft, as you can see where you can address your weaknesses. Joe, I'll get to your pick when we come back to, but I want to go to mm -hmm. Andrew now because I know his clock is running down. So, yeah. Andrew, go ahead. What do you got? What are you looking at here in round 12? 
I have the opposite problem as Dan is uh, my top sh- my cheat sheet is loaded with hitters on top, but there's one pitcher that stands out who's really started to break out at the end of last year, and that's Joe Musgrove. I've I've been a fan for years. I think this could finally be the year, and I'm saying that for the fifth straight year. But <laughs> this time it's right. I I like I, that pick, Andrew. I really do. I was thinking about taking him instead of Lopez, but I keep coming back to Mean Girls to the extent anybody likes Mean Girls, which is like, Love stop trying to make Joe Musgrove a thing. Yeah. He's never going to be a thing because he should be. never going to be a thing. Every year at the end of the year, you're like, look at that velocity spike. I love it. This is incredible. This is going to be the breakout. And then it's like, oh, no, not really. Now, obviously, they traded for him in San Diego, so you feel better about him. But yeah, I, it's a good pick there. I almost picked him where I was. But yeah, I keep sort of there's something like the Tim Anderson part of it where I'm like, oh, I don't know. All right, Andy, what do you got next for your next pick? And I almost took him the last time we went around. Uh, I went with the powers P combo instead. But now I'm just going to go pure power. With Jorge Soler, again, not really. I'm just going to give him mulligan for last year and yeah. see if that elite power comes back. Yeah, I, he. I was looking at him too, you know, for the power. Another guy who I have sort of an unconscious bias against, uh, you know, for <laughs> n- really no reason. So, Joe, your last pick, you went with Kirby Yates, who I like as the pick because I do think he's going to be a closer. But interesting that you have now taken two closers in the first what 12 rounds at this point that strikes me as a little unusual at this point i feel like most people get the one and then they kind of wait until they go for their well second. look uh, kirby yates to me is that one guy that you can actually look at and say he actually moves the needle in terms of potential strikeouts and whip and all the secondaries that's the last guy and it is, again is a bit of a risk but a risk that i'm willing to take and i'm gonna probably take another one here too because i want to solidify some stolen bases and i know last year was bad but he's 24 years old still uh, at one point, he was higher than Soto in terms of where people graded prospects in the national system. So I'm going to go and I'm going to try one more time with Victor Robles. So, you know, kind of like uh, Musgrove for Andrew, I'm going to try to make Victor Robles happen. But at least I, I don't worry too much about the playing time. I think he's going to be fine there. I just think, you know, this is a thing where young kids struggle sometimes. And this is an opportunity to bounce back and get him at a value. And if he has a great season, you know, if he has a 25-30 season, all of a sudden you're never going to get him anywhere near the 13th round ever again. Right. Uh, Andrew, what do you think uh, of that one for Joe? For Robles, I like it. Um, I mean, his even the 2019 season that people like were a little concerned about because the stack has that it was a great five by five roto season. So mm-hmm. and he's still right. in his young 20s. Like, I think there's a lot upside there with that pick and maybe not as much downside as people believe. All right, that was really me just trying to stall for as much time as possible. All right, so I'm still kind of looking at outfield here. I'm going to take a guy who, you know, this is going to be, I just can't quit you. And it's Joey Gallo. I understand that the the park is not nearly the same uh, as it used to be. And I understand that last year was kind of a disaster. But I think you kind of throw out what you saw from him in 2019, where he smashed lefties. And you kind of throw out what you saw from him last year, where he couldn't buy a hit off a lefty and you take what you saw every other year which is a guy who's going to bat in the low 200s and probably at 40 home runs it doesn't really matter where they're coming from so i'm going to go with him uh there next i'm going to go with one of my favorite bounce back pitcher candidates and i understand that last year really didn't go all that well but again it started off fine then he was dealing with a back injury then he was terrible then he had a good final start I would like him to throw fewer sinkers. I would like him to go back to throwing more splitters. I don't worry too much about the PED suspension that he had the year prior. And I'm going to go with Frankie Montas. Ah, good pick. You were right off the top of my cue there. He's going to be probably one of my highest rostered players this year because 
I just mm-hmm. think you can you can largely throw out last year. Yeah, great. But minds sounds think like we all agree. Yeah. Hey, look, yes. did, well, look, I, hey, we drafted him in labor last night, and I think he was our fourth starter. We drafted yep. him as so. I think that's a that's a great value there. Yep. Um, uh, for me, I, I'm again, I'm going to take last year and throw it away, and I'm going to read you some stats. How do you like this? Thirty five bombs, ninety seven RBIs, um, one hundred and six runs scored, two ninety one batting average in twenty nineteen. Didn't play at all so, last year. Terrible steal. Terrible. Terrible stats. stats I hate right? them. I don't want yeah. them. Yeah. Well, they're gonna. Well, it's good because you're not gonna have them. I am. They're gonna be <laughs> on my team, and uh, I'm gonna take Trey Mancini here again. Guy gives me first base eligibility here in this possibly outfield too. He's going to play first base. I think eventually in April, he'll probably get qual, you know, eligibility there as time goes on. But I, I took, we took him last night in labor too. Look, when you get to the 14th, 15th round, you're looking for upside. My God. I mean, there's your upside right now. All the scans are good. He seems healthy. He's down there in spring training already. I mean, what an incredible, if he's how it starts to hit right now in spring training in these first few games, that ADP is going to skyrocket into the, like the top, you know, eight rounds. Yeah. Absolutely agree with that. I, again, miss it with cancer, but he was like, everybody was very excited about it because, you know, it wasn't just that his numbers were great in 2019. It looked legitimate. Like there were the oh underlying metric backed it up. Everything was good. So. And the year before he had a lot of good things trending in the right direction. All right, Andy, what do you got? All right. So he's not Nelson Cruz, but he might be the infield version. And that's Justin Turner. Old, reliable, you know, health's the only issue, but when he's healthy, he's a stud. So that's my third baseman right there. Yeah, I, I, I like that pick as well. Back with the Dodgers, of course, uh, you know, so he, he does it every single year. I didn't realize, by the way, how long he's been with the Dodgers. He's like the longest tenured position player on the Dodgers, I believe, now at this point. Nuts. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Another former Met. So there we go. Go ahead. What do you got now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm going to take another picture that I, another breakout candidate. Uh, strikeouts went up last year a lot. Con- Really low contact induced. Uh, his expected batting average was under 200, I think. Uh, that's Tyler Molly of the Reds. Uh, uh, another guy we took last really night. Love it. Love well it. done. Well yeah. done. Love it. Yeah. No, that that's great. His stuff is, you know, as long as he's in that rotation, I think he will provide value. So I love that pick there. So, oh, okay. We're all in agreement. All right. Everybody draft Frankie Montas and Tyler yeah. Malley late, and you'll be, you'll be fine. That's how you win your leagues this year. All right, Joe, what do you got here? We're in round 15. Let's go. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, look, I'm going to continue the pitching run here. Um, one of my favorite guys. I know the ERA was a little high, but I, I watched a lot of this guy pitch last year. I watched a lot of his starts, and he used him a lot in DFS, and I think that the Indians just do a tremendous job of cultivating young pitchers. So Aaron Savali's next up for me on that rotation. Yeah, it's really hard for me to kind of know what I want to do with Savali and Plesak. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have trouble with guys who I, I probably never gave a second thought to before last year. Like, right. you know, it, it's hard for me to really, you know, know exactly what I want to do with that. But I think I know what I want to do with this one, which is make <laughs> my team crazy. Um, I was thinking about drafting Matt Olson earlier. Um with uh with one of my picks because i wanted power and instead i said why draft matt olsen there when i can wait like 70 picks and draft his doppelganger who is miguel sano and if you if you're not catching on right now i'm basically punting batting average at this point also a 95 percent chance that miguel sano would have been there i don't care draft wizard i have faith in myself which what i want to do okay so that's where i am there as i'm looking for it and man it's it's really it's bare at this point, when I'm looking at like, oh, great, who who am I drafting here? Uh, that's nothing. Uh, you should have seen like the 20th round last oh, night. Yeah. Well, we're there. getting there, and and oh. we'll move uh, we'll move a little faster. Yeah, but, but that I'm was gonna... a 15 team league. Right, you know what? Stop your stop your <laughs> whining. Uh, 
I'm going to take uh, another reliable starter here, a guy who I talked about with um, Alex Fast. We're both high, even though he is a Met, and it's Marcus Stroman. I think there's going to be an improved defense here with the Mets, uh, you know, depending on what happens with J.D. Davis at third. But obviously, you add Francisco Lindor. He's adding some pitches. He's got the year off, so I'm willing to go with him and to back me up as my sixth starter at this point. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. All right, Joe, what do you got? Sometimes a change of scenery is all you need. Um, and I'm going to roll the dice here with Andrew Benintendi, um, a player that I think Kansas City has done a really good job this offseason making some good low-key moves, getting guys like Carl Santana in there. If they can get Soler right, with Merrifield's always a good player, I think Dozier can bounce back from a little bit of a down short year. And I just think that Benintendi's still so young, was he like, still just like 26, 27 years old even, so... Um, that ability to say, okay, well, there's a guy, maybe he can go 15, 15, just, you know, like, let's hope something like that. If he hits 260 and goes 15, 15, that'd be fantastic. And I just think there's gonna be a lot less pressure on him in Boston. I think he's going to respond to that. Yeah. I mean, look, he was, you know, a superstar on, Mm -hmm. in the making coming out and then has just completely fallen off the cliff. So yeah, change of scenery. Is that, by the way, sneaky good lineup with the Royals <laughs> suddenly. Like Very right? sneaky good lineup. You're going to see a lot of us talking about them this year in DFS because they're going to yeah. be very cheap. There are going to be a lot of min-salary guys. going to be very useful. Yep. All right, uh, Andrew, you're up. What do you got? All right. I think I'm going to take another former Met. Honestly, I don't have much nice to say about him except he's the closer, I think. And Rafael Montero doesn't have much competition for now, so I'll just take him as a second closer. Hope to get some early saves at least. You guys remember that time that we called up Rafael Montero and Jacob DeGrom and DeGrom was like the afterthought and Montero was like the big <laughs> oh, thing and now DeGrom's the greatest pitcher of all time and Montero's gotta, like, do these things? I because I'm a masochist, I don't know. All right, go ahead, uh, Andrew, you got another pick coming, go ahead. You know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the draft wizard's advice and take their top lift, even though I really have a lot of mashers in my outfield, but... Kyle Schwarber had an amazing 2019. Yeah. And then he was bad for a month or two in 2020. But that's that's the deal with him. He's gonna stink for a long for <laughs> he's gonna stink at times. And then he's deal, gonna get man. red he's right. gonna get red hot like he did in the summer of 2019. Well, take him, you got and, five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> at the end of the day, you're gonna get 35 homers. So Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I mean I was looking at him as well as I as I looked to fill my outfit. All right, Joe. Looks like you have no catcher. I can't believe you don't have a catcher. You have oh, no third base. Can't believe I don't have a catcher. Have you met me in two catcher yeah. leagues? I don't have a catcher. I don't care. I don't. That's the right way. Care. I no don't third baseman though. No uh, third baseman. I'm gonna. That's all right. So, I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not right. criticizing. I'm it's pointing right. out to our listeners. Right. Get up right. everything God. right now. I want, I want good. You know. Um, yep. Is all right. I'm gonna tell a fun big time story. Ready. Ooh. So last year on the radio, I got to interview Lorenzo Cain, <clears throat> and oh. uh, it was actually about fantasy football. Actually, he came on to talk yeah. football, <laughs> ironically. But I asked him, I said, you know, coming off of your 2019 season, you know, the stolen bases you had were down. I said, stolen bases, people don't seem to, you know, value them as much in baseball. But he's like, no, I do. And I still think it's an important part of my game. He said, I was really disappointed in my 18. And you know what? Hitting at the top of that Brewers order. And I think he's going to bounce back. He took the whole year off because of COVID. And I think he comes back in there at top of that order. Probably can steal 20 bags. Hit for a decent, you know, 280 batting average or something like that. Helps me in those two spots. Limited power. But still, I think uh, a pretty good selection here in the 17th round is my last outfielder. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's not bad at all. I, like you, uh, Andrew, I'm going to go with the recommended uh, player. And look, I, if there's something I like to do, it's draft old boring guys who you're not excited about whatsoever, mainly because I'm an old, boring guy. 
And I'm going to draft uh, Andrew McCutcheon, who still should be a fine source of, of runs and everything like that. Now I'm up next, and uh, you know I'm looking now at the suggestions. Again, you can look at that. The suggestions tab will tell you what sort of experts would necessarily recommend that you do. And it's Drew Pomerantz. I'm just not 100% sold. I think he's going to get the majority of the saves, but I, I'm now like a little worried about it. I get that I don't have a quote-unquote second closer or anything like that, but I'm not all that worried about it. So I'm going to look, and I'm going to address my uh, middle infield spot right now with a guy that people are kind of writing off. I I really don't know why, but Jorge Polanco is a guy who kind of has produced overall for several years going in. He's not being talked about much right now, but, you know, still with a strong team, I I like him to fill my middle infield spot. So let's go to you, Joe. What are you looking at here? Yeah, I love Polanco and moving over second base. Nobody talks about him at all. Nobody talks about him. You know what's funny? You mentioned the catcher thing. I haven't even clicked on catcher as a position to look. I don't even care. (laughs) I, I just don't care at all. Um, this next guy I'm going to take actually is exactly where I wanted to end up. He's got the job. They didn't bring anybody else to compete this year. He tore up AAA a couple of years ago, tore up the major leagues when he first came in, had the adjustment period, adjusted back a little bit. I think he's good for 20 and 80 at minimum with a 250 BA. So give me Austin Riley. I think that's a really good spot there at third base for him. Yeah, I was looking at him because he is outfield eligible. And you know, all I care about is outfield, even though I don't <laughs> right now at this point. But I agree. He made adjustments, man. I mean, yep. he cut down on the strikeouts. He right? did. He, he gave he, up he... some of the power for contact, which I'm fine with. Like, he, right. he'll still hit 20 home runs with the upside for 25 or more. But yeah, I think yep. there's there's suppling some life there. All right, Drew, you're up. What do you got? All right. Um, I know Joe doesn't care about catchers, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna game the system here a little Do it. bit because if uh, go ahead if you're playing in a league that rhymes with Mahu, you're gonna be able to get a starting in third base and shortstop at catcher, even though he didn't play a single game at catcher last year, and he's gonna give you a pretty solid average for it and a few stolen bases. That's Isaiah Kanner Falefa. Yeah. Took so, him last night fine. too, baby. I love yeah. that pick. I mean, love that. if you Was can get him as a catcher. catcher for you, Joe? Uh, no, he is not because he's not catcher eligible in, in labor. So he right. is our middle infielder, yeah. actually. But and again, still, that's what I'm saying. If good batting average. Yeah. Infield, good batting average. Some cheap catcher, steals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not a sexy player, but not every pick's going to be sexy. Yeah. You know? All right. Round 19. Let's get this is all ugly now. It's the all ugly picks at this point. So just go for it. What do you got? I'm just realizing I was sniped on John Means. I was playing on making him my pick, <laughs> yeah. but he went a little before me. I will. I'm tilt. gonna you can go draft it. another catcher and really put Joe on tilt right Ooh. now. Let's no, you know. catchers. No, non-stop. there's only twelve catchers in this league. I can find twelve <laughs> catchers. I can live every day. That's Unless fine. people yeah. start drafting backup catchers, like any sane fantasy <laughs> manager would. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, back. Um, what do you got? Going Jose Aquiti. I'm just gonna. Another 2020 Mulligan pick. Pretty interesting command numbers there. Uh, yeah, I think it could be at least be an interesting back-end starter. And in case you're wondering, people, what we're looking at right now, the picks after that were Gavin Lux, Christian Javier, James Paxson, Archie Bradley, Jesse Winker, J.D. Davis, Richard Rodriguez, and Victor Reyes. We are not in the, like, crushing it. The draft is no longer crushing it, okay? This is the point where you just got to find your guys. All right, Joe, who's your guy? Yeah, well, that's the thing. You got to find a guy right now. Uh, right now, we're just looking at just the guys. I feel like that's where we're at. So um, I'm going to go with the top lift here. Uh, nice. Shortstop, got some power. Again, can't have enough power. So give me Paul DeYoung. 
over there at shortstop. I think that's a, a great value in the 19th round for my middle infielder. I'll take I'll take 20 free home runs, please. Yeah, it's free square. I'll do it. I like it. I like it. Uh, for me, my suggestion uh, from uh, the, the experts is David Fletcher, but I am not going to do that uh, because I'm going to do whatever I want. I'll we'll do what I want. Don't tell me how I'll to do live, what I want. No, no, I'm not kidding. You can yell at me, draft wizard it's fine look i i think the suggestions are great but obviously we've done enough of this to kind of feel like we know what we want to do except i don't right now because i'm just talking nonstop. um <laughs> and in a way to try to uh <laughs> try to buy some time uh but my time is out and so i'm going to unfortunately because we've just been talking about catchers even though one percent now i'm trying to find somebody to go this is what is happening when you're hosting a podcast. Um, it's very difficult to do what Dan is doing. I just want to put that All out All right, there. you know what? Whatever. I'm just drafting uh, Mitch Garver, who I realize is not a, a an exciting pick at this point. And, you know, but whatever. I know. 100% chance that Mitch Garver would have been back to me. It's fine. D- don't worry about it. You can you can. Um, 100% <laughs> Mitch Garver. That's what we got. It's fine. I'm going to get it. Boy, my draft grade. I hope they don't yell at me uh, too much at this point for, for what we're looking at at this point. Are you ready for another guy who they're going to be like, why are you drafting this guy at this point? Um, but in the end, it's 15 picks uh, between, you know, when sort of, you know, I, more than that, actually, for when I would go again. So I'm going to draft a guy who I'm trying to draft. You know, if you feel confident in your strikeouts, it's a guy who I think is undervalued all the time. And it's Ryan Yarbrough. I get the uh, way. He was I my next the, pick. I had yeah, one or I, two guys out there. It's a good one. Very good. So I'm not worried now about Draft Wizard telling me that That's I right. wish a little bit. Which, by the way, don't like it's good to know that. It's good to, you know, have a feeling of when people are going to be picked. But especially when you're this late, like just get your guys at this point. Mm-hmm. Get get who you want to get. Yeah. All right, Joe, what do you got now for round, uh, whatever round we're in Stay consistent point. here in round 20. Uh, I'm going to take uh, another pitcher who I had two pitchers on the board. You took the one that I wanted the most. So yep. I'll have to sell for another guy on a team that we already talked about. The Royals are going to be more competitive. They got some good young starting pitching coming. So Brady Singer for me as another starter, because you can't have enough starting pitching. Say it with yep. me, boys and girls. You just can't. Um, so that will almost do it for me with pitchers. I got one more pitcher slot. That gives me Darvish. That gives me uh, Granky Morton, uh, Corbin Burns, Savali, and Singer, which is yep. a rotation that I like. I feel pretty good about. It is a strong uh, rotation for sure. Uh, you're Andrew, and your rotation is Max Scherzer, Blake Snell, Zach Wheeler, Joe Musgrove, Tyler Malley, Jose Urquidy, Ryan Presley, and Rafael Montero. What are you looking at here? I think I'm going to look at hitting here because I still have my quarter infield and utility spots blank. Yep. I, I don't know if this is a reach or a bargain, but you sign with the Rockies, and you might play and hit 35 homers in Coors Field, so... I'm going to take CJ Crone as my corner guy. Very nice. Like, Very nice. I, I don't think there are reaches in the 20th round, just to be clear. Like, I, especially not at the very end. I think you're fine. And I, I that is something that Reach happens. alert. Uh, well, look, okay. I My whole draft has been a reach alert. I, Dan, Dan Harris don't care. Dan Harris is fine. Okay, I'm going to start. Oh, no. Are we talking about ourselves in a third person here? That's today? how is I have to justify it. To Dan myself. Harris yes. knows what Dan Harris wants to do when Dan Harris yes. does it. That is a fun fact that there is somebody who works at our company named Jimmy and Joe and I have a running joke where we always Well, Jimmy knows how to sell. We're, we're big signs. <laughs> All right, uh, you're up. You got another pick now after Chrome. What do you got? So I typically find myself taking the boy veterans over prospects, and I'm going to take a rookie here. The Twins must really like Alex Kirloff that they're going to have him debut in the playoffs and then dump Eddie Rosario just to get room for him. So I think he's going to play very soon, if not an opening day, and top prospect, a really interesting bat. I'm going to take him as my utility. 
Can't go wrong in the 21st round. All right, Joe, you are looking at no catcher, of course. Paul Goldschmidt, Ozzy Albies, Marcus Simeon. Oh, I must have even missed who made that pick. My bad. Austin Riley, <laughs> Trey Mancini, Paul DeYoung, Christian Yelich, Eloy Jimenez, I'm Victor Sometimes Robles. I make picks in between when no one's looking. It's I like true. Andrew, Andrew Benintendi, Lorenzo Cain, always, uh, always a bargain. Nelson Cruz and your staff, as you mentioned, Darvish Burns, uh, Granky Morton, Savale, Brady Singer with Karinchek and Yates. Ask yeah. Your closer. No, by the Go way, Kirby it. Yates, not not uh, not not Kyle Yates. I just not Kyle Yates, our wonderful here. football. Yeah, expert. not, not the same yes. pick there. I yeah, mean, Kyle's fine. a good value here in the twenty first, but I, I'm I do like worried well. about. I'm a yes. little worried about his arm. Uh, all yes, right, I'm going to go with a guy last year who, uh, you know, struck out thirty one guys in thirty nine innings, three ERA, one point one six WHIP. Um, he's with the Rays, which is a big giant. Hello, come draft me because the Rays are probably one of the best organizations in terms of talent evaluation. Just look at what they did with the Rosarena. Look what they did with everybody that they acquire. They bring in these guys and they just find ways to make them relevant. So give me Rich Hill. Yes, I know it's Rich Hill, but you know what? The Rays know better than we do. So let's stop making jokes because the Rays get it done every year. Yeah, no, you you really can't argue with what you're going to get from the Rays. So I completely agree with that. Man, I hate everybody who I'm looking at right now to fill oh, my team. I'm, it is I, not a deep draft this year. This is this is terrible when you get to this point. So I'm trying to look at my roster instead of looking at Joe's roster and watching my clock go down. I still have uh, either an outfield spot open or whatever. I still need a relief pitcher, but there are no relief pitchers that I want. It is getting late in the game for me to choose who I'm going to draft, and it's going to be ugly. So we're just going to draft Austin Hayes just for the upside that I see. And then we are looking at, let's see, you know what? I may go with that. Let's see. I know you're suggesting. (laughs) I know what you're trying to tell me. I know what you're doing right now. uh, This They're suggesting Hector Neris. I I mean, is Neris going to? close how much is he gonna get but frankly i'm looking at everybody right now and it's it's pretty disgusting so i am just gonna draft <laughs> hector Harris at this point to fill their you know all of a sudden I, those back-to-back closers i took don't look so bad anymore. yes I, I i didn't mean to criticize but you're right you do get to this point and i mean how many situations are there that we feel comfortable about where you know who's going to be the closer for the team i mean there's right. probably what not 14? only have job security but also have good secondary numbers like that that combination there's a finite number of those guys and i think you got to take them now this next pick you're going to be mad about and probably uh, Andrew will too because you guys let him last way too long. He's got a 400 on base. He's going to hit at the top of the Mets order, I think. And it's Brandon Nimmo. Oh, he baby. was the one who I was thinking about taking oh, at this point. Do yeah, it. I, know. I know. Brandon I know. Nimmo, first guy on the bench. By the way, I've taken a bench player now before yep. a catcher. Just so we're yep. all clear here. It was, How long a, it was it was a decent pick. I yeah, liked it. Great. I was thinking about him as well. So uh, I like that pick. Go ahead, uh, uh, Andrew. What do you got? Yeah, I was looking at Nimmo my last time. So well, you can look at him in my roster for the rest All of the right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, Who I'm looking at those I'm looking at those relievers and it's it's ugly out there. It is it's ugly, right. isn't it? I <laughs> I am going to you know what? I'm just gonna take a guy I like on skills basis rather than a guy with a secure job and I'm gonna take Amir Garrett who if you see him arguing with Lucas Sims on Twitter, he seems to think he's the closer. So let's see. Yeah, he's got a great. He arm. certainly, he yeah. certainly thinks. I actually think he probably will be, or at least he'll get the majority of the saves. Is my guess. If, so, if he yeah. doesn't, I think he could give a lot of strikeouts to good ratios at least. Well, and Sims so, is Sims yeah. is 
dealing with injury right now. So if he gets the early lead on that job and takes it and never looks back, that's possible too. Yeah. There's also Doolittle, so they signed, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, All right. And I'm um, looking at a starter from my bench, a pitcher. I, you know, I'm going to go with a guy I liked the past couple of years, and he finally showed something last year. That's Eloisio Hernandez. Uh, I think it's an interesting upside arm for my bench. Uh, yeah. We'll and see. Again, you, can't, you can't go wrong at this <laughs> no. point. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm basically being like, I don't even like this guy, but I'm going to draft you because we're in the 80th round at this point. All right, Joe, what do you got? What are you thinking about? All right, well, I got to look at the queue here and uh, see where I would say weakness maybe of the team or where I want to bolster up a little bit. I think that's kind of the uh, the next thing to figure out. And um, the guy I wanted actually just went in this round, so Candelario is gone. Well, I was looking mm-hmm. forward to him, but now I can't have nice things. Um, Correct. So I think instead I'm going to go for uh, another bounce back guy and go with Hunter Dozier, who, again, boring but good. And I'm not going to let... Um, or did he go too? Because it's showing him in my queue, but now I can't draft him. No, he actually went. Yeah, he went in the... Oh, uh, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah, so all yeah. that stuff I just said is now I did that to mess useless. with you a little bit. Oh. It's funny because I was thinking about taking him as well. Well, so, this is not good because now I'm, I've am i I've got five seconds left and it's going to take somebody don't else. Don't screw on. it up. Don't screw it up, Joe. All right, let's just Make take Garrett pick. Hampson. How's that? That's we'll just, right. That's he qualifies everywhere and we'll just I love throw it. him around the diamond. You're a super utility it. guy. How's that? I'm so mad. I'm mad. Damn you, I know. Wizard. That's fine. You can, you can be as mad as you want. Um, so I am going to take a guy who has not really done very much now <laughs> for two years, but who, when healthy, was kind of a, a very low-key guy who you could rely on and stick in your outfield, and that's Mitch Hanniger, which I get my patented reach alert, which is fine because we're in the 23rd round. But again, if Mitch Hanniger is healthy, we've seen what he could do, and that is produce. And at this point, my rotation is pretty you know good but i'm going to take a guy who again uh people feel very comfortable draft wizard feels comfortable will be available to me on my next pick but you know dan harris don't care and that's mitch keller who's a guy who i think is the author of probably the unluckiest and luckiest season that you could possibly (laughs) have when you compare his last two years but i rely on the stuff his minor league stuff was good i think you know given the fact again i know it's a bad team but facing nl central teams are going to be a winning formula generally speaking for pitchers and because they really have nobody else he's not in any danger of losing that job so he's going to stay out there so i will take keller and joe you are up Ah, uh, goodness not a fan of everything that's left here uh, well we have we are in the 24th round and you just have not three bench fan. spots and of course a catcher yeah i'm gonna take another pitcher i'm gonna take kim just as a guy who might float around again give me at this point when i'm looking at names i'm looking for quality innings instead of you know the quantity innings i think that's the best way to put it basically yeah. so there's not a lot out there and this is why if you don't address pitching early you can't make it up like other years there's just there's a weird divide between the young guys who are coming up who haven't established themselves yet um it's a it's sometimes you get this every couple of years you get a transition year and this is one of the worst ones because you're adding yeah. the covid season on top of it right yeah this is the time where this is why like i i like mitch keller i'd like to have a share of him this year but in no way can i go into a season saying no. i'm going to start this guy like this right. is a guy who you draft to see what happens that's where we are a lot at this point. All right, four picks left. Round 24, pick 12. Andy, you're up. All right, I'm going to take uh, someone with three positions of eligibility, at least according to the wizard. And the wizard. I'd, That's all yeah, that wasn't The wizard. Nobody was, beats the wiz. <laughs> I wasn't buying the power outburst in 2019, but last year he was still really good. The contact skills are legit. I'm taking Tommy Listella. I think the Giants are going to find a way there. to play him. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Yep. 
I like with it. You. I like it. All right. Mm-hmm. You're up for another one. Go for it. And I am looking at the pictures available. It is not that <laughs> They're good. All really so good, right? They're all really good. Good um, pictures. You know, I'm I'm gonna take a twenty twenty another twenty twenty mulligan pick. He had a three point five one ERA at thirty starts in, in twenty nineteen, so but we're all discounting him now because he was banned in four starts last year and mm-hmm. still let us have a team. I'm hoping Jake Odorizzi signs with someone interesting. He will. He will. I think Maybe the Mets. Maybe. Yes. I mean, God knows they need another it's starter. It's a little surprising yeah. that the Mets haven't signed him. I'm just going to put that out there. But whatever. It's not really my... <laughs> I'm not the GM. I'm the GM of this fantasy team. And I'm reaching all over the place, according to Draft Wizard. So I'm fine with it. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, you are at round 25. You got three picks left. Well, my my wizard is frozen for a second now. Okay, oh, he's no. back. My wi- well, good. you know, my wizard for a moment was a little it's you fine. Know, it was without nobody me. beats him. No, nobody, nobody beats him. him. Nobody. Uh, nobody. I'm gonna go with closers on bad teams. So I think that's 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 gonna be my new theme here. So let's go with Jose Leclerc because I think he's doing mm. a job. So, Come on, Joe. Um, and now it allows me more flexibility in this league potentially to trade because there's gonna be people desperate for saves, and I've already yes. got two guys. Oh wait, no, I've got three. Well, yeah, it's true. People will be desperate for saves. If only if somehow there will be 45 closers available this year due to the natural turnover. <laughs> the natural um, turnover is about 45. That is one 45. of the reasons why I don't stress it, as long as you don't bury yourself right. early uh, in guys. So we're at, we're at reach time now. You just go get your guys. I'm going to get a guy who, I don't know, I kind of expect to be up the whole year. It's certainly not a guarantee, but at this point, upside is fine to go with. And I'm going to go with Andrew Vaughn, who I think has a bat that plays in the major leagues for sure if he does get the opportunity, and it sounds like he's going to. And because I've gone here with a uh, a somebody from the White Sox, I'm going to go with another guy. Now, I do not expect him to start the year in the rotation, given what we have seen for the last two years, and he had some off-the-field stuff. Uh, just where, you know, he, he wasn't sort of ready to pitch last year and he didn't want to when he opted out. But Michael Kopech is a guy who still retains an incredible amount of upside. If he does get the call, if he somehow starts the year in the rotation, I love it, obviously. I'm not expecting that, but I am expecting him to get called up relatively early for the White Sox, who are going for it. I mean, they they have championship ambitions. So I'm going to draft him now. If it doesn't work out, I can move on. But I'd rather have him now on the team rather than sort of frantically searching for him on the waiver wire when he does become available. All right. Joe, next yes. to last pick. What do you got? Uh, this is uh, let's see. This, this is our last pick. Is that what you're saying? Second to last pick. Oh, second. second okay, pick. you scared me because I didn't have a catcher. Got plenty of time. Oh no, plenty I got time. plenty of time plenty to take a catcher. Uh, I'm gonna take some upside too. I'm gonna roll the dice with a young pitcher in Oakland, like I did last night. His name is AJ Puck, and see what we get out of him in 2021. So I think yeah. that uh, once again, Kopech was on that list of guys too, where you just take him and you hope and you wait and see what happens. Yeah. And again, by the way, in points leagues, especially like, a, a, you know, he's one of this year is not the year for starting pitchers who qualify as relief pitchers in most leagues. There just aren't that many of them. Right. Puck is a guy with a lot of upside who if you want to draft late in that format, especially. But certainly there's plenty of upside. All right. Last two picks. Drew, finish us off. All right. I'm going to take another reliever for the back dead of my roster. I don't know if he's the closer, but I think he could be a top 15, top 20 guy if he was. And that's Giovanni Gallegos. Mm-hmm. Just yep. a dart throw. We'll see how that goes. And yeah. my last pick, if oh no, it's frozen. Okay, here it goes. No. Uh, <laughs> this this strap was yeah. working overtime. I don't think it's used yeah. to three people. Oh, well, you know why? It's time because you yelled it, at it a lot. That's I, why. I I love yeah. it. It's my baby. I love it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, former MVP still on the board. He Joey Votto showed some nice power at the end of last year. 
he made a change in approach. I don't know if that will actually stick or not, but this is my last pick, so if it works out, cool. If not, I drop him. <laughs> there are no bad 27th round picks. That's the rule of fantasy baseball. All right, Joe, you were up for your last pick. <sighs> well, I guess I got to take a catcher. I guess it's come down to this. And I gotta figure I mean, it out. Uh, you don't have yeah. to, I guess. But. I mean, I I do. I mean, I'm, I I want to do it. I mean, there's everything in my being that wants to take Kurt Suzuki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So just Go for, for fun, let's do it. I mean, look, it's Carson Kelly, it's it's Wilson Ramos, it's Alfaro, it's all these guys. But you know what? I'm just gonna take some batting average. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do because that's another thing that's kind of hard to find. So of all the guys left, everybody's hitting 240 <laughs> except for that guy. So give me the right. guy who's gonna hit 275, 280, and I'll I'll live with that. Well, I, I think what I can uh, confidently say is that batting average doesn't matter. And if you're taking it into account when you're drafting right now, you're crazy because it doesn't matter whatsoever. It matters because he's starting for me. That's no, why I matters. get it. Yeah. All right. So I will whatever, man. I mean, I guess I'll go with a reliever. <laughs> and uh, at this point, uh, you know, uh, look, they're recommending Seth Lugo. Obviously, he's got the injury and I'm not going to. Yeah, but it's be... just loose bodies in the elbow. Hamill's had that no clean up deal. one year and came in to his best, one of his best seasons ever well, after that. Either so. way, he's not the closer. So I, I know, unless Edwin Diaz reverts. So I'm going to take another guy who's probably not the closer. But we talked about hand. And again, I wouldn't be surprised to see hand use early. So I'm going to take Tanner Rainey here at this point just to go ahead. You want to talk favorably <laughs> about it. I'm happy to do it. All right. So, guys, did you get a yes, draft grade I did. for your team? Okay. So, Andrew, did you get one as well? Drill, why don't you start off with your it draft just grade? It popped up at, automatically. And I yeah, gotta say, I used the draft automatic. wizard a bunch last week getting prepared for labor, and it was super helpful because it really gave yes. you, you can revert stuff back out and just say, okay, I didn't like that the way that worked three rounds later. Let me go back to this place I screwed up and figure it out from there. And that is incredibly useful. Um, I got a B, 83 okay. out of 100. Okay. Um, I think this is, I, I think a lot of this grade comes from the fact that Benatendi was bad last year that Lorenzo Cain didn't play last year, and that's well, fair. Well, why don't you, why you read your roster off, by the way? Sure. Well, let's start with the most important piece, the catcher, Kurt yep. Suzuki. The only thing that the matters. Time. The yep. only thing that matters to me is Kurt Suzuki. Uh, first base, call it Paul Goldschmidt, pretty good player mm -hmm. still. Ozzie Albies at second base, I think a very high RPV guy yeah. in terms of relative position value. He's going to steal bases, going to hit for power. Marcus Simeon at shortstop, who I like as a bounce back against Toronto, also a down year. Austin yes. Riley at third base. Uh, corner spot right now, Trey Mancini. Paul DeYoung is the middle infielder. Then the outfield is Christian Yelich, Aloy Jimenez, Victor Robles, Andrew Benatendi, Lorenzo Cain, Nelson Cruz at utility. Uh, uh, starting pitchers draft. here, we've got Hugh Darvish, Corbin Burns. Uh, then Zach Greinke, Charlie Morton, Savali, Singer, and Kim. Uh, the RPs are Karinczak, Kirby Yates. Then the bench is Brandon Nimmo, Garrett Hampson, Jose Leclerc, uh, Rich Hill, and AJ Puck. So overall, I would go to war with this team 100%. I think it's a good team. I think it's a good team. I mean, you do have a lot of sort of, you know, some guys are older, some guys are bounced back, right? You know, you've got, I've got guys a mix of young play. and old. Everyone's going like to hang it. out together. Everyone's going to get along. It's going to be really nice. The old guys yep. are going to help the young guys. It's going to be beautiful. All right. Solid team. Andrew, did you get a draft grade? Yeah, I think it's broken. It gave me an A+. Plus, so yeah, sorry. you're number one. Look at I'm you. Gonna, I'm yeah. going to change all of this. I, I have to <laughs> talk to our, our depth guys and be like, what? all right, good. Get read off your team. Go ahead. Okay. So catcher, I cheated and went Isaiah Kenner Falefa. First, first base, Anthony Rizzo. Second base, I cheated again bit, Glaber Torres. Short, Xander Bogarts. Third, Justin Turner. Corner, CJ Crone. Outfield, Acuna, JD Martinez, Tommy Pham, Jorge Soler, and another slugger, Kyle Schwarber. 
with Alex Kirloff in utility. My pitching is I got Max Scherzer, Blake Snell, Ryan Plesley, Rafael Montero, Zach Wheeler, Joe Musgrove, Tyler Male, Jose Arquiti, and Amir Garrett. And my bench has Giovanni Gallegos, Eliusier Hernandez, Joey Votto, Tommy Lastella, and Jake Odorizzi. All right. So A-plus aside, mister, how do you feel about this team? How do you, you know, because Joe got whatever he got, like a D or whatever he got, a D-minus, an F-plus, F-plus for Joe, and he feels fine about his team, though. And I agree. I think Joe's fine. So obviously the draft grade is what it is. But, you you know, how do you feel about this team? I mean, I feel real reasonably good about it. I mean, I wasn't expecting A-plus, maybe more like an A-minus, B-plus squad. I think, you know, <laughs> well, I... Good. There's... There's a good bit of balance. I I like how I got I got speed at the top with Anderson, Acuna, Fam, but then got the really high upside power guys in Soler and Schwarber later and Martinez. Yep. So hey, if you get JD Martinez and Soler in that team to yeah. play up to yeah. stuff and Tommy Fam is yeah. healthy enough and, and that all works out, that's a good team. You know, yeah. and, you know like the, the <laughs> you know having Max Scherzer as long as he is yeah, Max Scherzer it's, too. Correct. It's, it's a lot of the you know, as long as the guys do what they're supposed to do, kind of a squad, you know, JD, yeah. Scherzer, those guys. Yeah. Pitching is always risky, but yeah, Scherzer, Snell is, aren't yep. exactly, you know, bank, bank, it, bank of maces at this point. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, if you're looking at our, um, uh, on youtube.com slash MLB, you can see the draft board right now, and, or you can see sort of the categories and how we look based on Draft Wizard. And you can see Andrew is projected to finish first. I'm fourth. Joe's eighth. But if you look at pitching, Joe has the second best pitching staff overall. Andrew has fourth, and I have the fifth. Now, I got an A- minus and a 90, which uh, I'll take, considering how many times he told me I was reaching, which is fine. Uh, my team is Mitch, Mitch Garver, Cody Bellinger, Kevin Biggio, Trevor Story, Eugenio Suarez, Mike Moustakas, Jorge Polanco, Nick Castellanos, Joey Gallo, Kyle Lewis, Andrew McCutcheon, Mitch Hanniger, and Miguel Sano. And my offense on the bench is Austin Hayes and Andrew Vaughn. And my pitching staff is Clayton Kershaw, Jack Flaherty, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Frankie Montas, Marcus Stroman, Ryan Yarborough. My relievers are Rysel Iglesias, and we don't have to talk about anybody who could be my second reliever, but it's Hector Neris uh, and or Tanner Rainey, and I also have Mitch Keller and Michael Kopech for the bench. So, look, it's, you know, by the end of it, I was sort of like, and I, I haven't done too many mock drafts that have this, which are the standard sort of thing that we have, which are the the lengthy, um, you know, the, the deeper categories, the regular sort of thing. I haven't done many of it. And it, you learn lessons just by doing this, which is like, Joe, as you mentioned, the pitching by the end basically <laughs> is horrible. The outfielders by the end, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, right? In a five outfielder right. league, like this is going to sort of, as I go through it, even though I've done rankings, like right. when I do my rankings, I'll probably start pushing outfielders up a little bit to the extent I do it. And when For I do drafts, I will, sure. I will probably well, well, start. Well, look, and if it's a three outfielder league, then you don't have to make such you know wicked adjustments. But I think in the five active outfield, you do because... There are a lot of unknowns there in the back end of outfield in that last tier. Uh, guys like Nimmo I like. There's some other yep. guys you could take shots on. But, you know, when you look at this roster, it's a, I mean, I think it's a very good roster. I think the one or two things you're concerned with is obviously saves, but the other one is batting average. Yeah, I think when you're looking at even your better players on this roster, it's the guys like Moustakis, guys who yes. you know, are going to be more in that 250 range, 240 range. So that, that to me, and I don't know if Andrew agrees with this either, but that to me is one of the other hard things to find. Like you can find some stolen bases late. We all did it here in this draft. 
But batting average is one of those things. If you get it, let it get away from you, it can really kind of, you almost have, I don't want to say punt on it, but you really got to understand that it's going to be a challenge potentially this year, also because of where baseball is and the style of play and how things yeah. have really changed. So there, yeah, I, I generally, it's a great point. And I'm looking now, you can break it down by category, by the way. And I am, surprise, surprise, projected to be last in batting average. I didn't even is, look at that. I didn't even look I know, ahead of time. But it's I just true. Know. Look, I, when, you have, <laughs> when you have Joey Gallo and Miguel Sano as big parts of your team, absolutely. But I, I did make that conscious choice. There were two things. Number one, I think what I like to do early on is address speed and batting average to the extent I can, because mm-hmm. there is power late for sure. But Though if there is a category that you can afford to go out of the draft, I feel like being weak on, it actually is batting average in terms of projections, not because it's easy to address. Correct, Joe. I agree with that. You can't find like, you know, unless you want, you know, Arias that year he came up, you're like, okay, great. Here's a guy who's just going to hit singles all day, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think because it's most prone to, you know, differentiation each year, like Joey Gallo, right, was a guy with 200 and then one year, right, he bumps up and he'll hit 250. So I think it at least gives you the out there. But the other mistake I made in this draft is that early on, I felt fine with speed because a couple of my early picks, Trevor Story, Cody Bellinger is going to chip in, Kevin Biggio, and I looked light on power. So I went so heavy on power that I wound up being projected to lead the league in home runs by a wide margin, by the way. One person is close because I went with such power. And then in steals, I'm projected to be ninth. So that's something that's a mistake I made. And look, I, I like to make excuses for myself because it's my show and do what I want, <laughs> which is I'm sort of hosting and sort of into it. But that's something, you know, don't get too caught up with sort of how things look, you know, early on and be like, oh, I've got to correct. I've got to correct. Like, you know, just go through it. But this, I feel like, you know, what's great about the draft wizard is, again, this one took an hour or whatever we did because it was the three of us. But you can bomb through these in 10 minutes mm-hmm. and you can practice your different strategies and realize sort of where things get thin. So, and you can record yourself talking about it so you feel like you're doing your own show. It's going to be amazing. I mean, that's again, the fun. I love it. Yes. My daughter, my 10 year old started a podcast, so I'm going to have her record doing a draft uh, at this too. She'll feel amazing. Okay. Anyway, that's it. This is a longer show than usual guys, because I want to get through, but I think it was really valuable. I enjoyed it. Uh, Joe, we know you because you're here and you do the black book and you're amazing. Andrew, you're also amazing, but remind everybody where they can find more of you. Well, you can find more of me here on Fantasy Pros, obviously, but you can also check uh, out the Fantasy Black Book on Amazon right now. Get yourself ready for the uh, fantasy baseball season. You get it a paperback. You can also get it uh, on uh, the Kindle as well if you want to save a tree, which is very nice. And, uh, of course, you can check me out on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17. There you go. So- this is my favorite part, and you can hear Andrew laughing. And I think the reason he was laughing is because I said, I know where I can find you. You work here now. You're fine. And you do the Fancy Black Book. Andrew, where can we find you? And then you start talking about where we could find you, Joe. So I get it. Oh, I'm You're, sorry. I, I thought you said fine. to me, too. He was on a roll. I didn't want to stop fine. him. So. I, I appreciate it, Andrew. But you can find uh, Joe at all those places. Also here, talking to me. Well, like you can also day. find Andrew, uh, you know, at Fancy Pros <laughs> and at the Black Book. And also at Joe Pizzapia17. Check him out there. He won't answer you because he'll be yeah. like, that's not my Twitter handle. But he'll try. Andrew, Andrew uh, Gould, where can we actually find you? Well, you can't find me at Fantasy Pros. <laughs> and I also write on Pitcher List. And you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Gould 4 So... But you can't find me, uh, Joe Pizzapia, or on the Black no. Book. So, well, you know, but might find you things... the Black Book next year. I'm always looking yeah. for good people. Let me tell both you, both those I'm things are fan, fun to know? check out. Anyway, all right, this is a great <laughs> time. So, we're going to be back with another show. <laughs> Joe and I are actually going to record it tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about his labor draft. We'll talk about some reaches, some other things, and we'll talk about some other high value players. Until then, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Fantasy Pros MLB. And until then, I will talk to you again tomorrow.